You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. I am broadcasting from the Vivid Seats studios. Uh, make sure you use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. First time customers only. All right, man. So today is the big old day. We're going to keep it real simple. In fact, it's going to be real, real simple because I... I have a lot of different podcasts I want to release today. So maybe instead of one long one, we'll do several smaller ones. But as you know, I say things and then different things happen. So just disregard my rambling to myself. On the agenda today, what do we got going on? Um, Jersey giveaway. We crossed the 250 threshold. We will be up to 300 very, very soon. So again, make sure that you get in there. Once we cross 300, a random follower will be selected and they will be able to select... Um, a signed jersey of their choice. little bit of a change. The Lynn Dickey jersey is um, no longer on the table. However, it is being replaced by Paul Horning. So we got Horning, got Chuck Mercian, and we got James Lofton. So some really, really quality jerseys. Again, all three of them are signed and come with certificates of authenticity. So really, really high quality stuff. And again, we're almost there. So um, just make sure you know that once we cross 300 somebody's going to win and they're probably going to get the jersey that you wanted because the winner gets to pick one of the three and then after we cross the next threshold you get to pick one of the two etc etc otherwise make sure you get yourself into the facebook group i also i know i say this every day in the um intro but i I think the intro kind of just becomes noise after a while do make sure you check out packernet.com It's a Packers news aggregator. You got videos, you got audio, you got a a list of other podcasts and radio stations that are going to be hosting the show, Um, I mean the game, and of course a bunch of news. And also, if you click the little gear icon above the news feed, you can create your own news feed. You get to select which news uh, sources you want to use. Occasionally we get people, for some random reason, sending emails that are just livid. I'm so angry that you have this news source in there because there's a paywall or whatever. It's like, well, first of all, don't click it. And if you're that insane about opening a link that says you can't come here, makes you that angry, then just use the little gear icon, uncheck that news source, and it won't pop up anymore. So you can tailor your, tailor your own RSS news feed in a sense. So be sure to check that out. Um, the, the whole reason I joined Packernet.com is because it is literally a, a historic site. It started one month after Packers.com was started, I think all the way back in 1996. So it's it's a it's an OG in the Packers space for sure. And I just was excited to be a part of that. But anyways, why don't we take our first break and we'll have a little bit of fun today. Might be a little bit late to get yourself a seat for today's game, but the Packers have got some great games coming up and you don't want to miss them. Make sure that if you're going to get seats that you're using Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is a top source for getting tickets for all the events that you're looking to go to. Of course, they make it easy by allowing you to sort by price, by section, whatever it is you're looking for. But to make things even better, they've got their loyalty program like I told you about yesterday. This allows fans to earn credit back called Vivid Seats Rewards. 
If you're somebody that likes to go to a lot of games, if you're somebody that likes to go to a lot of different events, make sure you're using Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats mobile app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Each and every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee, so you don't have to worry about getting ripped off. And to make your life even better, which is just what we live to do, we've also got a promo code for you, as you already know. Enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout, and you receive a discount of up to $100. So download the app, get enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, buy your tickets, enter the promo code, save you a bunch of money, and have a great day. Because it doesn't get any better than that. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. So just an FYI, I just added the stock market game numbers. It's not completely finished as in calculating everybody else's scores. However, I did add the new numbers. So if you go to the Facebook group, what I'm going to ask you to do, since you don't have your totals yet, simply tell me what percentage of your income you want per player. I'll figure it out from there. In other words, you have a very simple task this week. Make your numbers equal 100, unless you don't want to spend all your money, but whatever, right? It, it definitely um, should make it easier. Also, please remember, I'm not going to make sure that you don't pick players that are not playing. That is also your responsibility, so make sure that you check that. If you pick somebody that doesn't play, what I'm doing from now on, or what I have been doing, is cutting the value in half, so you will lose half of that. So if you put all of your money on somebody that doesn't play, you're going to lose half your stuff. Ain't no prenups in the uh, Pack Daddy stock market game. So what I wanted to start with, and I did this a little bit last time, a little bit impromptu. This is still kind of impromptu, but I got some positive reactions, so I want to um, want to do it again. We're going to do a Boom Roasted segment for the Oakland Raiders. So without further ado, let's get started. Boom Roasted. The only reason your franchise even exists was to keep the Chargers in L.A. And they cared about you so little, they stuck you in Oakland, California on a baseball field. And by the way, you're still on that baseball field today. Boom, roasted. Raiders fans, the Raiders have been trying to flee you and your city since day one. Boom, roasted. Raiders organization, Vegas doesn't want you. Boom, roasted. Considering Vegas doesn't want the Raiders, the NFL doesn't want the Raiders, and the Raiders don't want Oakland, has anyone asked the question, why do the Raiders exist? Boom roasted. You guys signed Antonio Brown. Boom roasted. You also signed Vontez Perfect. Boom roasted. I'm going to read a Wikipedia entry for you. You tell me if you know who this player is. 
On August 20, 2018, this player was arrested and taken into custody after an incident at a funeral home where he threatened to shoot the employees while making funeral arrangements for his father. Police seized two Glocks, three rifles, and a suppressor for a handgun in, in his truck. Employees told Scottsdale police that this player wanted his father's head removed from his body for research purposes and that he had walked through the funeral home punching caskets and throwing objects. He was charged with disorderly conduct and making threats. The answer? The best player on your team. Boom roasted. You all traded away Khalil Mack and have so far recouped a running back. Boom roasted. You guys also traded away Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. You chose the headhunter, Jonathan Abram, who doesn't even know how to play dirty right. Abram hits a guy, puts himself on IR, and gets fined for it. Boom roasted. Your coach doesn't know what decade it is. Boom roasted. And finally, you guys actually thought Mike Mayock was a real scout. Boom roasted! Boom roasted! (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love the Stanley cackling. The bottom line is the Green Bay Packers are a much better football team, just across the board. I think something else that's entirely overlooked because they've looked somewhat competent in some areas. PFF right now has the Oakland Raiders rated as the 31st, excuse me, 32nd best defense in football. 32nd best defense in football. To be clear, so far this year, the Green Bay Packers have gone up against the third best defense, the fourth best defense, the fifth best defense. That would be the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Bears. They've also faced the Lions, Cowboys, and Eagles, who are currently rated as the 13th, 14th, and 16th best defenses. The Oakland Raiders, once again, 32nd best defense. Allow me to remind you as well that this does not adjust for competition. So when I say they are the worst defense in football, I mean that they're the worst defense in football despite the fact that they played the Denver Broncos, despite the fact that they played the Chicago Bears, the Oakland Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they did play the Chiefs, but these are not top-tier offenses. In fact, the Chiefs right now are rated as the 13th best offense. So let's not act like this is the 2018 Chiefs here. Technically, according to PFF, the best offense they've faced all year is the Vikings, who are currently graded as the 11th best offense. The one actual redeemable quality they have is the ability to run the ball. And I hate to tell you this, wide receivers or not, that's not good enough to beat the Green Bay Packers. It's just not. It didn't work for the Vikings. It didn't work for the Broncos. didn't even work for the Dallas Cowboys, who are the third best running team in football. That's two spots higher than five. I don't know if you knew that. Individually, the Oakland Raiders currently are 27th in run defense, 23rd in tackling. 30th in pass rush, and 25th in coverage. There is not a single category that the Raiders are top 20 in on defense. So if we want to talk about the Packers wide receivers, let's talk about the fact that the Packers are depleted at wide receiver and are going against one of the worst coverage units in football. Compared to the Lions, who they went up against, who are the 10th best coverage unit in football. And how on the flip side, the Oakland Raiders have an equally bad wide receiver situation, if not worse, except the Packers are currently ranked 7th in their ability to cover and have a much better quarterback. There's not a lot going in the favor of the Oakland Raiders. There just is not. To be honest, I really think this is a good time to start talking about my bookie. Because as I'm looking at it, the Packers are still favored by 5 points with the over-under at 47. If I was you, I would take a good, long, hard look at some of these prop bets because you can bet just about anything. Things like how the Packers score their first touchdown, or excuse me, their first points. Is it touchdown, field goal, or something else? 
You can pick the exact win by if you want to. Packers win by 1 to 6 points. Packers win by 7 to 12, by 13 to 18, by 19 to 24. Either way, take a good long hard look at this game and this matchup because there's a lot to know about this game. And if I was you, I'd head over to mybookie.ag with that information. If you haven't signed up yet, be sure to do that. Make sure you enter promo code OVERTIME because they are going to match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME. They're going to match your deposit, which is to say double your deposit. You put in 10, they put in 10, 10 becomes 20. See how that works? MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. So I'd like to wrap up with a couple things. Um, And again, I don't want to understate how important this game is. It seems ridiculous, right? I mean, this... It just kind of feels like we're at a point now, as I said yesterday, where this is going to kind of determine the trajectory of the team. It feels to me as a fan, as the you know, and if I'm the GM, and I can't help but think that the GM and you know Murphy and and a lot of people are looking at this, saying, "All right, are we going in or not? Like, is is this for real?" Because if you lose to the Raiders, and I think that's what I'm talking about. It's it's not a big game in terms of the opponent. It's not a big game in terms of if you win, you're in, or if you lose, you're out, or any of those kinds of traditional kinds of things. The, the difference, I think, here is the perception of the team based on a win or a loss is massive with this game. If the Packers lose to the Raiders, everybody just kind of shrugs and says, yeah, I guess it was never real. Because there have been a lot of close games and losing to the Eagles, and nearly, you know, after what happened to Detroit, when everybody's basically writing off the Packers saying they shouldn't have won, which is garbage, but I'm not reliving that nightmare. You look at the Bears being trashed, even the Vikings with having Kirk Cousins playing the worst game of his entire career. If if the Packers lose to the Raiders at home with no Devontae Adams, with no receivers, with the Chiefs coming up, with the Chargers coming up on the road, with the 49ers bearing down right after the bye, I think, you know, and then a bunch of divisional games, you know, again, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions, and a lot of people look at that and say, I don't know that the Packers are that great in the division. I think this is a game where people start to write the Packers off. I know the Bears just lost to the Raiders too, but whatever. You get the point, right? Nothing's guaranteed, and the idea that this is some kind of a powerhouse Super Bowl contender kind of just goes out the window, right? This isn't the Patriots. This isn't the, the, the I guess, Chiefs or the Saints. This isn't necessarily even the 49ers. And I'm not even saying any of these things are necessarily true. I'm, I'm more or less talking about perception. What is the perception after this game? Now, what does a win mean? It is just the Raiders, but a lot of people are putting stock in the Raiders. This team is, is, is manning up. This team is winning in big games. And suddenly we're looking at a 6-1 and one Green Bay Packers after coming through a relatively brutal schedule. And beyond that, the hardest part of the schedule isn't just the fact that of the teams they went up against, but it's the fact that this is this is the point at which the team is most unfamiliar. This is the point at which the, the Packers don't understand Matt LaFleur's scheme or, or how this is going to operate. This is a very new team, not just a new coach, but a bunch of new players, a new locker room, a new environment. Everything's new. So if you're going to pick off the Packers on a couple games, it's going to come early. The fact that the Green Bay Packers with a rookie head coach who are just starting to understand how to get the run game going, just starting to learn how to get this passing offense going. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is actually wearing an armband because things are just to try to get things to hurry up because things are kind of complicated and and, and not fully understood at this point to go six and one. You can't help but talk about the Packers every time a Super Bowl contender conversation comes up. There's only one team this week that has the ability to to have seven wins, and that's the Patriots. And I'm sure they will because they're going up against the Jets. And, and, and even that, you know, you look at their schedule. 
probably wouldn't be the only 7-0 and team in football. But that that's not the point. The, the point is, who are we looking at that's better? Right? I mean, th- this is up there with Devontae Adams being hurt. This is up there with the Saints conversation, doing what they're doing, minus Drew Brees. To have a team that was as poorly managed and, and, and just as bad of a team as they were in 2018, to imagine them coming out with no Devontae Adams, with a struggling run game, with a bunch of new pieces on defense, to imagine them running to a 6-1 and one head start, and then to think, again, Devontae Adams coming back. And this is the whole reason why yesterday I went on the the tirade about potentially the Packers go all in after they win this game, assuming they win the game. Because it just makes sense to me to look at this and say, okay, we, we have to change tactics here. This is different. The 49ers are probably going to be 6-0 and because they're facing the Washington Redskins. Okay, they're a six-win team. We're a six-win team. The Saints are facing the Bears. I don't think that's a guarantee. Not that because I think the Bears are necessarily very good, but they are the kind of team that can absolutely spoil a, a, a you know, when we're looking at a, a Drew Brees-less Saints team, the Chicago Bears can wreck some stuff. I understand the Saints defense is also a, a big component in this, but there is an opportunity for the Packers to pull ahead of the Saints in the NFC, putting them squarely in second place, possibly tied. I mean, right now we're essentially looking at San Francisco as number one because they don't have any losses. They've only got five wins, though. Nobody has six wins in the NFC. It's the 49ers, it's the Packers, it's the Seahawks, and it's the Saints. That's it. There's four or five win teams in the NFC. The 49ers are going to win because they're facing Washington. Other than that, you've got Chicago and the Saints and Seattle and Baltimore. And by the way, I hate to even say this, I, I, I tend to think I'm a Bears fan today. Because I think the Saints are a bigger threat to the Packers than the Chicago Bears. And I, and I, maybe not. Maybe you could just look at it and say, so what? Who cares? Let the Saints win their division. But that just, just depends on our perspective. If you just want to get into the playoffs, then we just need to focus on winning the division and we're in. If you want a first seed or a second seed to get that first round by, if you want to be a top team in the NFC, then you want to be a top team in the NFC. Are we competing with the NFC North or are we competing with the NFC? Whatever your decision is, I don't hate it, and I'm sure most people are rooting against the Bears because it's the Bears, and that's fine. The way I see it, either way is going to be a win. If the Bears fall to 3-3, three and three, I am super stoked about that. If we pull ahead of the Saints and the Saints go 5-2, and two, I'm also very excited about that, even if that puts the Bears at 4-2. and two. Because as long as the Packers are, are winning this game and are 6-1, and one, I'm not super threatened by the Bears. Likewise, we got Detroit and Minnesota today, which let's just do that now. Let's go through some of these games. Detroit and Minnesota, fantastic. I'm willing to bet a lot that Minnesota steamrolls Detroit. Not necessarily because I think Detroit is bad. I think Detroit has proven to be a great team. I hope they win for very obvious reasons. But I, I just, I'm again, I'm, I'm all aboard the Minnesota Vikings hype train. Not in a positive way and as though I'm rooting for them. I just think they're for real. I think they, they have revamped. I think the last few weeks, we're seeing a lot more 2017 Vikings than 2018 Vikings, and that was my question. To start the season, they looked like the 2018 Vikings. Defense was kind of meh, and the offense was a mess. In fact, it was worse than it was uh, last year. These last couple weeks, though, we've seen one of the top defensive performances of any team, as well as one of the hottest offenses in football. It was fun making fun of them when they were down in the dumps, because that's what you do. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to call it like I see it. This is the fanalist part of me. When they're down in the dumps, I'm going to kick them because I'm a fan. That's what I do. I'm going to over-exaggerate. I'm going to make fun. But the analyst portion is going to take over when the Vikings look like a real contender, and I think they look like a real contender. So huge Lions fan this week. Huge. Because if the Lions can pull up an upset and beat the Minnesota Vikings and they fall to 4-3, and three, 
as well as losing a divisional game, that is massive. And and to to add on to that, if the if the Detroit Lions do pull up and pull off an upset, then it, it becomes even harder to root for Chicago because think about how that separates us if we win this game. The Packers would be six and one. The Bears excuse me, the Vikings would be four and three, the Bears would be three and three, and Detroit would be three, two and one. So the Packers would be two full games ahead of the second place team, which is the Minnesota Vikings. Is, just in general, this is a really, really, really big week. Conversely, the Packers losing this game and falling to 5-2 and two in a game that they should win could mean that the Vikings have a real good opportunity to tie us at 5-2 and two with the, pa- the Packers arrow trending downward and the Vikings arrow trending straight upward. That's not a good situation to be in. I know technically we're ahead because we beat them, but that's not comforting when I'm looking at the tra- trajectory of both teams, especially considering the Vikings are going to be playing in Minnesota next time we see them. And then if the Bears do pull off a win, we're looking at the Vikings being tied at 5-2 and two, and the Bears are only one game behind, or I guess technically a half a game behind at 4-2. and two. So again, it's it's a big, big week because a lot can change this week. The landscape is going to change a lot. It's just a matter of in what direction. The Vikings smell blood in the water, and us losing this game is going to be devastating. So we're rooting for the Washington Redskins, although we have absolutely no expectation that they're going to beat the 49ers. Giants, Cardinals, who cares? Indian Houston, who cares? Jacksonville, Cincy, who cares? Man, that the reason there's so many good games is because there's so many bad games. All the bad teams are playing. Giants, Cardinals, and Jaguars, Bengals. Who cares? Uh, Buffalo's going to steamroll Miami. Nobody cares. The Rams are probably going to steamroll Atlanta, although if Atlanta can pull off an upset, that would just be beautiful because then we can just officially write off the Rams. I really doubt that's going to happen, but that would just mean the Rams have completely fallen off a cliff and they've paid a ton of money for a very unsustainable team to get a bunch of top-tier players and have given away a ton of draft picks and a ton of money to players that are not helping them win. So also a very big Falcons fan today. Um, I think Philly-Dallas is going to be really big just because I think they're relatively even match. Dallas clearly is the better team, but they're very up and down. And this is just a good opportunity for one of these teams to fall further behind. Now, I guess we can get creative and say, since Philly beat us, we want Dallas to beat Philly, just on the off chance that that means something at some point. However, I think Dallas is more of an actual threat. I, I guess both of them are. I don't know. But that that is going to be a big game. And, and you want to talk about telling, that's another one. Because these are both talented teams who have looked like garbage at certain points in the year. And nobody really knows what they actually are. So I believe Dallas is going to beat Philly, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. Otherwise, Patriots-Jets, another useless game in which the Patriots are being uh, force-fed a W. So very, very big games. And um, a lot of them are at noon today. So we got the Packers-Raiders as well as Vikings-Detroit. Those two games are going to be huge. And according to my clock right now, we've got less than five hours left. And... Um, it is just now starting to hit me. Butterflies are starting to intensify a little bit. Super, super fired up. And again, I cannot emphasize enough how big of a game this is for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, for the this just feels like a week in which a lot of things are going to be determined. And where the Packers fall on this is going to be massive. The Packers are on the verge of, of falling into obscurity as silly as that sounds because five and two is not a bad record so many teams are just nipping at their heels and are trending upward and are fighting and are starting to get into their groove the Packers need to continue to climb and claw and ascend 
And again, a win here puts them at 6-1 and one and has a real, real good opportunity for them to, again, just, just look at the, the, I mean, we got Minnesota, Detroit, New Orleans, and Chicago. Two of those teams are going to have losses today. That's massive, with an outside chance that Seattle also loses because Baltimore is, is relatively talented. Don't think that's going to happen. I think Seattle's going to beat Baltimore because I think Baltimore kind of got off to an early hot start, and then teams are kind of figuring them out and they're kind of trending in the wrong direction, whereas Seattle is trending straight upward, and it's in Seattle, but whatever, anything could happen. So anyways, I said it might be a short one, and it is. Big game for the Packers. Also a great opportunity to really just stomp out the Raiders and, and prove what they really are, which is a top-tier team in the NFC, and, and, and putting the league on notice, because they all know when, when Devontae comes back, we're all in trouble. So stay healthy, get the W, and uh, let's start getting to work on how to, how to take down the Chiefs. Otherwise, you folks have yourselves a great Sunday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.